I remember one of my teachers saying to me, look, if you feel like you're racing, you probably are. So rather than rushing and rushing, make yourself walk slower. So think about that. And next time you feel like you're racing to the next object or the next task or the next chore or thing that's on your calendar or something that popped up, walk a little bit slower and see what that does. Are you tired of spending hours online searching for the next fertility secret? Did you know that there are simple strategies that you can use to increase your chances of becoming pregnant? There are easy steps to work into your daily life and most doctors are not talking about them. Whether you are just getting started or you have been trying to conceive for several years now, this is the podcast for you. Ladies, I'm Dr. Gina Rosella Terranoni and I am happy to be a guide on your fertility journey. For over 20 years now, I have helped over 2,000 women and partners trying to conceive to become pregnant. I can help you to create your family too. This podcast focuses on all things fertility. It will encourage you to take specific actions and boost your fertility health right away. In this podcast, we will cover fertility foods and how to automate your fertility nutrition, how to remove toxins that may be impacting your hormones from your home and your life, and how to schedule regular self-care. We will cover the latest fertility research, how it impacts you, and so much more. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode, Navigating Anxiety or Depression on Your Fertility Journey. This is so important for us to talk about. And I notice a lot of times, either in podcasts or in blogs, we're always talking about fertility foods and other things that we can be doing to help increase our chances of becoming pregnant. But the real elephant in the room is what about our emotions on this journey? And what happens when you're feeling anxiety or maybe you're feeling down and depressed? And it's hard. It's just, it's hard to talk to people because maybe a lot of people don't know what you're going through right now. Let's look at things that we can do to help you feel more comfortable or have a little bit more ease in your life or ease in your days. This is just touching the surface of how to deal with anxiety and depression, especially relating with your journey of fertility. And a lot of my patients over, over 20 years or so and, and clients that I work with, this comes up all the time and absolutely we need to talk about this and this needs to be normal for us to talk about. So think about it this way, dealing with feelings of anxiety or depression, this has become a regular part of our lives and I'm sure this isn't the first time or the 10th time you've heard this, but the world we live in today, it can make us pretty anxious as each day goes on and things build. Now, for you, adding in the extra step of really wanting to have a baby and maybe it's taking longer or a lot longer or you've had some losses, so you've got more things weighing on you than you normally would have. It's compounding. It's compounding interest of anxiety or depression. And there's everyday stresses already. 
it's, are you making a living? Do you have other children that you're taking care of? Or maybe parents that you're taking care of? Just paying bills or dealing with unexpected circumstances or the death of a loved one. All of these things are big triggers and big events for us to feel anxious. Apart from that, people with severe anxiety disorders also experience frequent and excessive fear and panic triggers or attacks. These can be caused by various everyday situations. And what I've learned and, you know, I hear from patients and clients often is that sometimes it isn't necessarily related to one event that happened that day. It isn't something that went bad at work or an argument or some kind of stressor. Sometimes there's waves of anxiety that come on and you can't put your finger on what the actual trigger was. And maybe again, that's because it's been compounding within you. So these feelings certainly affect your quality of life. They can prevent you from having just an everyday neutral life. It interferes with activities. And it can be really difficult to control and move through. So coping with anxiety is very challenging and it does require making specific lifestyle changes. And while many people with anxiety disorders or diagnoses, some, I should say, some people need medications, many people need therapy to get things under, feeling under control again. Um, Also changing the lifestyle and coping techniques can make a huge difference impact and a very big difference in your day-to-day. So let's look at some of the tips that I pulled together that I just want you to think about. And again, not having to work all of these into your plan, but consider them. And again, pull out your journal and that's helpful to break things down into bits or into steps. So one of the most important things is taking things one step at a time. And many times when we get anxious about something or thinking what will happen the next day, or, you know, you're waiting for the doctor's office to call and you're waiting to see about the quality of your eggs, or you've got another appointment coming up, or you've got to get more blood work, worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. That is so common, but being anxious about the upcoming information that you don't know about yet, that doesn't solve the problem. What it does is it makes you feel terrible. It makes you feel worse. And then of course it makes you worry more. So try to take things slower and worry about what you have in the present, what you know is happening today and work on a solution. If you can find a solution, work on that. If that's possible or ask for help to work on what's happening today, leave tomorrow's concerns for tomorrow. Today is where you can focus on being present. And I'll add in that I'm a huge fan and I also lead meditations, but meditation is a wonderful daily practice. And what that does is it helps you move through anxious thoughts or putting them aside. Or I literally in meditation often will say, put your worry on a cloud and let it float away. You don't have to attach yourself to every worry that you have. So I won't get into that in this podcast, but there will be a lot more coming about meditation and how helpful it can be with anxiety and with depression. So another thing that's really helpful for anxiety 
is to regularly keep physically active. So have a routine to stay active every single day. And it doesn't mean you have to do hardcore exercise, but just develop a routine. Exercise is a huge stress reliever. So whether you like to walk or whether you like a stronger cardio, like running or swimming or cycling or Peloton, I love my Peloton and it definitely helps move things through the body and keeps you a little bit lighter. Also is super helpful or yoga, physically active. You can do a really awesome yoga practice, but it decreases muscle tension in your body. And what that does is it lessens your feeling anxious throughout your body or in your mind or in your stomach. You get that pit in the stomach. It also improves your mood by releasing feel-good endorphins and other natural brain chemicals that do enhance your sense of well-being. So again, like short walks or jogging or yoga, or maybe you like to play tennis, whatever your exercise, whatever your physical outlet is, commit to that. Pull out your journal, say, oh yeah, I love swimming. I want to make time for it twice a week, three times a week. Or, But every single day, try to be moving for at least 30 minutes. Again, not hardcore because you're trying to conceive. So it just depends on what your routine is and how to step that up. I definitely go over that. Just, just drop in a little note here that I go over all these self-care tips and how to regroup and how to replenish yourself in our free community. So if you're interested in that, check in the show notes and then you can get more information on how to join the community and then you can be a part of everybody in there who's trying to conceive and trying to get pregnant and also sharing tips on a lot of times how to stay happy, less anxious too. So the next tip I wanted to talk about is getting enough rest. And what that is, it doesn't always mean sleep, but yes, we do mean quality sleep, but rest throughout the day. So if you get home from work and you feel exhausted, rather than jumping in or open the door, put your purse down and run straight in the kitchen and start cooking, like how about making a cup of tea or just grab a glass of water and just sit down for 10 minutes or so and just transition yourself. So those are like little self-care transitions, little buffers, I like to call them, that help you ease into your next portion of your day. Let's talk about sleep because it's so important, especially when you're trying to conceive. Sleep helps to regulate emotions and it does, it reduces emotional and physiological activities and avoiding escalation of anxiety. So studies have also indicated that nearly everybody's structure is influenced by the quality and the quantity of sleep that we get. Rest gives the body the space to shut down and repair itself. And it, coming from a Chinese medical background, we look at the clock and the different organs and systems that repair on two-hour shifts throughout the day. And at nighttime, a lot of it has to do, if you're, we're looking specific, I, will, I won't confuse you, but liver time is happening in the middle of night. So a lot of times if somebody has insomnia or painful periods or... PCOS or endometriosis, rest, sleep, busy mind, all these things, or even agitation. Um, and then I can go into like heating up at night or sweating or, or just feeling tense or grinding or clenching. Like if you need a mouth guard or something like that, most likely that's due to the Chinese medicine aspect of liver constraint or what we say like a stagnation that's building up in the body. But guess what? 
the liver also stores blood in the body. So if it's tense, it won't be flowing properly. And we need good quality flow of blood and good quality blood to get pregnant. Just to give you like a little taste of that, like sleep is so important because there are specific organs that are related to fertility that do need to replenish. And that takes place in the middle of night as well as during the day. Next tip up is eating healthy foods. And I've got plenty of episodes on how to do this and what to eat. But eating healthy is really essential for keeping a healthy mind. And really, I think that if you could just try and plan out one or two days of meals and stick to it, that you'll notice that you probably are sleeping better or you have a clearer mind, um, your energy probably will feel better. There is some research and it just kind of depends because it's such a big topic. But looking at diet and how it can influence and improve anxiety, but definitely being careful what you eat, adding foods like vegetables and fiber and fruits and grains and proteins at every meal. So foods with proteins will help you feel full longer, keeps your sugar level steady so you won't have those crashes. And then taking in complex carbohydrate foods that boosts the amount of serotonin in your brain, which will help to calm you. So examples of these foods are quinoa, oatmeal, whole grain breads, and cereals. And of course, always focusing on the highest quality that you can find organic, uh, local when you can. And also on the flip side of that is avoiding certain foods that have simple carbohydrates, like really sugary foods or drinks. Drinking water all day, I say it again, is drinking half of your weight in ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, shooting for 75 clean ounces of pure water every single day and just spread that out throughout the day. Definitely to note when we're talking about drinks that caffeinated drinks can make anxiety so much worse. And you probably can remember where it gives you the palpitations or that kind of like rushed feeling. I remember one of my teachers saying to me, look, if you feel like you're racing, you probably are. So rather than rushing and rushing, make yourself walk slower. So think about that. And next time you feel like you're racing to the next object or the next task or the next chore or thing that's on your calendar or something that popped up, walk a little bit slower and see what that does. And then of course, breathing. So working breath work into your day is crucial as well. Again, I'm trying to keep this list simple, but there's so many things that you can do yourself on a daily basis to help with lowering anxiety and depression and a lot of ways to boost your mood. So of course, the next is do things that you actually enjoy. Don't make yourself do things that you think are good for you. And it's different. If you're, you're trying to get pregnant and there's specific things that are helpful, that's a little bit different. And sometimes there's ways to enjoy eating healthier foods or, you know, these kinds of things. But I'm talking about the hobbies that you like that help to reduce stress in your life or lower your heart rate, improve your mood. So listening to music, getting a massage, taking a bath, dancing, reading, all the things, but stick to every single day doing something or a hobby that you truly enjoy. Make time for yourself. Lastly, just a reminder, yes, all of these self-care 
daily tips are so helpful and they really do compound in a positive way. But remember, if you are on prescribed medication, you always talk to your doctor. If you're feeling better consistently after a month or three months or six months and you're thinking, oh, I want to reduce my medicine, don't do that on your own. Always check in with your doctor. And then, of course, anything that I recommend is not medical advice to you. Always check with your doctor. Keep your therapy appointments and complete any tasks or goals that they are helping you with. Keep all of that on track and use your journal or use your calendar. Consistency is the most important thing. It makes a huge difference in improving your mental health, especially when you have medication. Again, like anxiety comes in, it can feel like it's a part of us, like, oh my gosh, we have to deal with this on a daily basis or every hour, every half hour, just depending what's going on in your life. You can take an active role in which direction you're headed. And every single day, set your day straight, grab your journal. I think it's really important to sit and meditate or journal or have a cup of tea and have a clear vision of what that day will look like. Or if that feels too overwhelming, then you start with what is my morning routine looking like today or plan it the night before. Having a plan that eliminates overwhelm. Having a plan can help to eliminate anxiety, but also being consistent with your plans, especially when things are working and doing this and asking for support or having accountability. So like I recommended before, like definitely try to jump into our fertility group because It's just a wonderful place to be supported and to know that you're not the only person who is possibly having anxiety or depression related to certain experiences on your journey. So I hope that what I brought to you today, I hope that's helpful. And I just, I wish you the best and have a look over. Maybe you can grab your journal for five or 10 minutes now, have a cup of tea and come up with some ideas and brainstorm for yourself too. Like how can you help yourself on a daily basis? And how can you keep to that plan? So I really enjoy you coming today and listening to this episode. And I wish you all the best. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Fertility Footprints podcast today. Are you craving more fertility tips and tools? Do you want to go much deeper and learn how to become pregnant faster with a lot more details and strategies? I've got a special gift for you. Right now, you can get seven days of free access to my members-only private podcast. Sign up now and I will send you my Fertility Footprints audiobook, yours to keep completely for free. Head to the show notes to sign up, get access, and start listening today.